Hi, I'm Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Jen Fox. Jen is the director of people and culture at JustWorks. In this episode, we define employee holistic wellness, how ERGs reflect core company values, and what role parenting might play in the future of the workforce. Hi, Jen. Hi. In a field often dominated by theory, Jen Fox developed her leadership, coaching, and facilitation style based on a gap she observed that was preventing people from achieving results. Using real-world speak, practical application, and personal accountability, she has been endorsed as one of the most practical, no-nonsense learning and development professionals on the planet. That's a quote. A business owner at the age of 19, Jen went on to assume leadership roles at Nordstrom.com, Starbucks Corporate, and Getty Images. Embracing her entrepreneurial side and passion for empowering others, she established her own coaching and consulting firm prior to joining JustWorks as the Director of People and Culture in 2020. Jen is a mother of three, a self-described personal learning junkie, and Starbucks addict. Jen, is your parenting style also practical and no-nonsense? It's so practical and no-nonsense, much to uh, the chagrin of my children often. (laughs) It will suit them well later in life. I I like to think so. (laughs) So for those that aren't familiar, what is JustWorks? All right. Well, the short answer is JustWorks is a PEO which stands for Professional Employer Organization, which I had never heard of before. So um, assuming that doesn't mean anything to you or most, uh, most of your listeners, probably more meaningful to sort of share what our mission is, which is to help entrepreneurs and businesses grow with confidence. So basically we have the like, really super simple user-friendly technology. And then behind that, a team of experts that support payroll, benefits, HR, and compliance. So in making it like even more real world. And if you think about my bio, which is, it's always like weird to hear your own bio. You know, the, on, I have an entrepreneurial background. And so the mission of JustWorks is very personal to me, but it's kind of like that. Like if you have, you know, your uncle Joe who founded a company and now he has like 15 people working for him, we sort of take care of all the HR stuff. So uncle Joe can go and lead his business. So that's what JustWorks does. There is increasingly an expectation that companies will support their employees. What does holistic wellness mean to you through that lens? How do you define it? And can you point to examples at JustWorks where you're implementing programs that support the whole person? Oh my gosh, this topic of wellness um, has really exploded. You know, wellness isn't really new in the world of of HR, but it's definitely gone through, I'd say, a bit of a rebrand in the last, you know, sort of 19 months. So I think, you know, where we used to think about wellness is like offering a discount to a local gym or someone's having a hard time and you slip them the number to the EAP line. Um, we now think about it in, in, in some very specific ways. And so if I can, I'll walk you through sort of a program that we created, which um, kind of has four specific pillars of wellness, which actually came out of a survey that we did early in 2020, pre, pre-pandemic. So essentially the four pillars that we identify, we package it up in a program called Just Be Well. Most of our internal programs are like just something because, you know, it just works when you have an awesome name like Just Work. So our pillars are mental health, physical health, social health, and healthy work habits. 
And so it's interesting when I think about now the timing of that survey in January of 2020, how there was like a lot of foreshadowing, although we didn't know at the time of, of what would come. So over the course of the last, you know, 19 months, we've really um, leaned into all four of these areas and at different times, you know, one over the other. So I'll touch on a few specifics. So mental health is, is the one I think that we hear about most often right now. Certainly you open your LinkedIn feed and it's like all, everything's about mental health right now. You know, it's interesting because I think about you know, certainly the, the number of mental health issues are, are on the rise due to the pandemic, you know, social injustice, political and economic issues, just like everything that's been going on. I honestly think that the rise in numbers is actually only half the story. And what I've seen, the other half, is that just by creating the space, like to normalize the conversations around mental health, employees feel more safe to share. So it's like the more we open it up, the more comes out. And so it's created this whole new conversation around mental health in the workplace. You know, I, I was thinking back, you know, I've been in HR for over 20 years and there's always been that sort of adage, you know, for at least in the companies I've been lucky enough to work with, you know, bring your whole self to work. But honestly, it was never really your whole self. There was always sort of a little bit of a a wall around like what was okay to bring to work. And I think that that has completely been dismantled um, this year. So a couple of the, uh, I know I love your podcast because you like to really focus on like tactical things. So I want to make sure to touch on some super tactical things. So some of the things we've done are, you know, we've held multiple listening sessions for our employees where they can just come together supported by, you know, a mental health practitioner to just like be with each other and kind of talk about all the things. Um, we've crowd, crowdsourced lists of mental health care providers and shared that back with our employee base so they can really like say this, this is, person's really supporting me, you might, you know, find value in them. We've increased our investment in therapy. Um, we provide all of our employees a full year of access to Talkspace, which is an online therapy program. And I think just normalizing therapy in general. It is very common to be on a call with a manager or a senior leader where they talk openly about what they're working on with their therapist, which is just exceptional. Um, and then two of, the, two of the programs that I'm really proud of, we've launched in the last uh, sort of six months. So the first is what we call Oxygen Days, sort of plays off the whole idea of putting your own oxygen mask on first. So, you know, we already have flexible or unlimited PTO. So it, it's not enough to just say like, oh, you know, take a day off. So we created Oxygen Days, which is a twice a year program where employees are not only given the time to step away, but also a stipend to go along with that, to do like whatever it is that fills their bucket, so to speak. You know, we've, we've heard, we've had all kinds of stories shared back. So employees are going hiking, they're doing, going to the spa, someone took a dance class, um, you know, that meditation, you know, spending the whole day in a bookstore with several cups of coffee. I may or may not have been that person. So there's a lot of things that people are doing when you just allow them the space and you say like, this day is for you. It's not a day off to go and like run your errands. And what we notice is when they, people um, schedule that and they have it, they put a lot of thought into it and they share with each other what they're doing. So it creates a lot of energy around that. And then the other program that we've just launched is in a uh, partnership with a company called Seed and Spark, a really innovative way to start digging into mental health. So for the next three months, interested employees will, they view a short film and the films are centered around this independent filmmaker centered around a mental health topic like grief, lo grief loss, depression. Um, and then you complete some like reflection activities. There's a whole bunch of resources and things like that to really, really kind of draw out the key 
aspects of the film. And then if they want to, they can come to a session that's facilitated by a Seed and Spark um, uh, partner, as well as a mental health professional to unpack all the topics. We did a pro- the same program um, with Seed and Spark last year centered around um, racial injustice. And it, I mean, it was life-changing. The sessions were just, just unbelievable. So, you know, the goal of all of this work really is, uh, is to normalize and destigmatize mental health. And that I would say is something that I hope never goes away. I hope the focus doesn't go away once all this um, happens. So that's mental health. Um, I'll touch on really quick what the, you know, the other pillars. So the area of physical well-being, uh, we partner with gym pass. So some employees are still working out at home. You know, they want that online sort of on-demand access to a stretch class or whatever. For those that are venturing back out to the gym, they can use their gym pass for gym membership there. The area of social health was an interesting one that emerged from our survey. And we got it. It's like this social skills kind of life skills bucket. So one of our partners there is financial gym. So um, we do a lot of sessions as well as offer one-to-one financial coaching. Um, So it's kind of this uh, area that we lump into, um, you know, life skills or what some people just call adulting, which sort of makes me laugh, but um, is necessary. And then the last one I'll talk about is healthy work habits, which is something I don't think is talked about enough um, in an overt way, but I think that a lot of us are struggling with right now. It's often under the term like burnout. It's front and center right now, I think on a daily basis. So what happened a few months back, like in the span of a day, there was like six people who got on a call, you know, in a group format or some type of call with me and apologized in some way, shape or form for like getting water going to the restroom, checking on their homeschooling kid. And I was like, enough, (laughs) like something has to change. So with really quick leadership support, um, which was exciting, you know, obviously I just opened up this topic uh, because burnout is at all levels. Um, We were able to implement two things really quickly. So low meeting Wednesdays, um, where we really try to encourage people to block off the day for focused work and reduce the number of of internal meetings they have. Um, And then also um, taking advantage of Google's speedy meeting um, functionality. So like a 30 minute meeting goes down to 25 and an hour goes to 50. The idea being to like building that five or 10 minute break to start to combat that back-to-back nature of our schedules. Honestly, we've had mixed success here. The people who have taken the time, I mean, 100%, they report uh, feeling more productive, more refreshed. We offer meditation every Wednesday. More people are taking advantage of that because they're not on a meeting. So when they can do it, um, it absolutely, it, it pays dividends, but you know, old habits die hard. Um, one of our core values is grit. And, you know, with that core value and, you know, just a really um, fast paced, growing, successful company, it is hard to step away and to kind of, you know, dial back that sort of always on approach. So I think this is something we have to continue to keep an eye on, especially as we navigate, you know, a hybrid work environment and um, continue to make sure that when people are saying, oh, you know, I'm burnt out, that we're not looking at like, oh, go take time off. We say, what are those like day-to-day habits that if we shifted some of those sort of micro habits that they might have a more, um, uh, more positive cumulative effect. I think your no meeting days or oxygen days should just be called, just leave me alone. Hey, that's a, that's a potential name. I don't think we'll look too far next brand campaign. I'm just saying. 
for this podcast, I've spoken to people who sit in communication roles and marketing roles and people roles. And it's been interesting to observe the themes by mm -hmm. domain over the last 18 months or so. And I think if there's one theme that I can point to with people who sit in the people space is the emergence of ERGs, employee mm -hmm. resource groups. This, mm -hmm. this is a relatively new concept from what I've been able to glean in speaking with people leaders. This is in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I think George Floyd was sort of a seminal moment for investing in ERGs. But JustWorks is one of the first companies to pay ERG leaders. Why was that decision made? And have there been any tangible benefits to this type of structure? Yeah, well, I'm glad we're touching on this topic. Um, I will start by saying that JustWorks has ha actually had ERGs all the way back to 2017. So we're kind of on the forefront there. And so I completely know what you're saying that like, you know, emergence this year. And I think it just comes from that the pandemic really underscored then like the importance of community and connection. And so doing that in a workplace, you know, formulating ERGs was something very new to a lot of companies. So um, we have a really solid foundation of our ERG community. Can I, can I take a second and tell you what they are. We have seven. So we have 60%, which is for our Asian employees and allies. I'll say, I won't say and allies after each one, but that's a really important distinction that each ERG supports employees who identify as, as, you know, belonging to that, that community, as well as allies are welcome to join that. And that's part of all of us, um, you know, increasing our um, cultural understanding. So we have BLA, which is our Black Leadership Alliance. Hi, which is our employees who self-identify as Jewish, Cultura for our Hispanic and Latinx employees, Family Matters for our employees who are parents or caretakers, Outworks, which is our LGBTQ plus community, and then Square One for employees who identify as a woman. And that's what we have now. We have seven. There's some talks of, of, of others as well. So, you know, when you think about the role that our ERGs play, you know, several of these ERGs, I just looked up on our, you know, on our um, internal Slack channels, um, several of them have almost 200 members in each of them between members and allies. So it's a huge group of people. What it takes to be a leader in that size of a group, especially when oftentimes those leaders are navigating, you know, their community through difficult times, you know, especially over, over the last year. Um, it only makes sense that we reward and recognize their work. Our leads report that they spend anywhere from 10 to 20% of their time on ERG-related work. So compensating them, um, you know, in terms of cash compensation is important, but it's also only part of the picture. Um, we also give them access to additional learning programs and coaching opportunities. Their work is broadly recognized by leadership. They're often presenting the work of their ERG at our company, All Hands, which we have every Thursday. Um, as well as, you know, what they do and their contributions are incorporated into our performance management and career development conversations, because that's an essential part of the work that they're doing and what they're, you know, they're bringing to the JustWorks culture. So, you know, in terms of, of benefits, you know, I, I would say that there are, there's benefits at, at all different levels, like from hopefully the investment that they feel in terms of their, the growth that they're getting as leaders certainly how the community itself is benefiting from those people leading. Um, and then collectively can look at just the, the huge rise in ERG membership. Our, uh, our DEI program manager visits our orientation on the first day and people like our new hires sign up like week one, they're, they're in there and, and getting active. 
And then I would also point to our engagement survey results, which tell us that 80% of just workers, you know, agree with the statement, I feel like I belong here. Um, and that's huge. So, you know, there's so many ways you can kind of slice and dice the impact. And sometimes it's hard to measure, but you see it, people feel like they belong here. And I think a lot of that goes back to that role that the leaders play. I know that you feel strongly that employee to employee communication is critical. ERGs are a place where that can happen. But what is the line between enabling these spaces for employees to be in dialogue with each other, but also facilitating a feedback loop so that executives can better implement that type of programming? Yeah, such a good question. You know, and I, I do, I want to just start by saying that, you know, I lead our people experience team at JustWorks and we partner very closely with our DEI team, but it's our DEI program manager, Laquan Smith. He's really the heart and soul of our ERG program. So he's the one where, you know, his job is to make sure the ERGs have what they need to be successful. Um, and he really helps to bring to light the work that each of them does to back to the broader company so that we're all benefiting from that as well. So he would also have a much, you know, deeper and, and potentially different perspective on this topic. But that said, a couple of things I think to highlight are that, you know, each of our ERGs has an executive sponsor. So there's a direct tie to our leadership team there. They're present at the, at the meetings, part of that conversation. Looking back, especially over the last 19 months, our ERGs have been the driving force behind policies, charitable contributions, certainly increased support for employees in need, speaking out against social injustice, and like so much more. I mean, there when something's happening, there's an ERG lead behind it. I see because I'm a part of all those Slack channels, it's very common to see a topic sort of brought up in a chat. A Slack channel, and then it gains some traction, and then it ends up in an ask or a recommendation to leadership. So it's it's very much, it's like the epitome of grassroots work. One real-time example is um, how our Family Matters ERG right now is taking an active role in advocating for more robust um, parental leave. So um, there's ongoing issues. There will never be, you know, this work will never be done, but I'm really proud, you know, of our, of our ERGs and the, and the path that we're on. So at the beginning of the podcast, I made a parenting joke, my apologies. But when we connected beforehand, you mentioned that parenting is the next thing that companies are gonna to have to contend with. So specific to JustWorks, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the average employee age is about 30 or so. So over the next few years, you might experience a large portion of your employee base entering this parenting phase. What are some of the steps that you're taking to ensure this transition is smooth for your employees, their colleagues, your partners, and the business at large? How does this get messaged internally? Well, I appreciate the joke because um, you got to laugh about parenting these days. And I know we were just, uh, you know, sort of sharing stories about our similarly aged younger ones. So, um, you know, and I'll just start by saying, as you as you mentioned, um, as a working mother of three school age kids, our Family Matters community is the one that I identify with most closely. But what I've noticed, you know, on this topic is that our gatherings aren't just for current parents or or caretakers, but also many who are like starting to be a part of that conversation as they're considering parenting in their future. So they're starting to sort of like, what's going on in this space? What's it going to be like? How are people navigating it? So there, you know, I think it's just a really important thing that we're seeing. And as you mentioned, with the age of our company, and I think, you know, a lot of sort of, you know, younger companies are going to have to face this. We're working on making our parental leave easier to navigate. Because holy moly, when you go through that and, you know, you're, half your brain's not working properly anyway to try and navigate that whole process and the forms and everything, it is just, it's intense. We want to make our return to work process easier and more robust that that support, like, what's it like? It's like re-entry, you know, back into another, another planet. And I think in general, just, you know, being, being a company that understands and like demonstrates the importance and like how hard it is to make it all work. 
you know, parenting, being a working parent has always been hard, but I think honestly, we used to hide a lot of it, right? It'd be like taking the call, sort of stepping away from your desk, taking the call from the school nurse, trying to figure out who can get there to pick up your sick kid. And, you know, now, you know, the uh, working from home is just like normalized all of that, right? We, we can't hide it anymore. So it's been a whole new level of, um, I think, vulnerability and openness around the topic of parenting. Some of the things that we see, it's very normal that you'll look at someone's calendar at all levels of the company. You know, most members of our leadership team have children at home, which in and of itself is amazing because that perspective is there. But you'll see calendars blocked off for school pickup or lunch duty or this week it's like parent teacher conferences, you know, the inevitable Halloween parades and all the, you know, all the things. And it's just normal that you'll see that time blocked off from people. Whereas I, I honestly think we used to just absorb all that. I don't know how we used to do it, to be quite honest with you. I've been tapped by several, you know, soon to be mothers, just, you know, kind of tapping into me for advice and just, you know, kind of telling me that seeing how I'm managing my work and my family gives them um, hope. But I, like, it's, that's, that's not particular to me. I just, I can't say enough about how supportive um, my team and the company has been this year in just enabling me to have three kids, you know, that homeschool for a year and a half while keeping up with a very um, demanding job. So again, this is a shift that I think came during the pandemic that I hope, um, I don't think it'll ever, I don't think it'll ever grow away. The, uh, the focus on parenting and the challenges there, I think are, are here to stay, which is awesome. I'm joined today by Jen Fox of Just Works. Jen, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Thanks so much.